The Gun Experiment proudly presents Chopping It Up. And here are your hosts, Mike and Big Keith. All right. What's going on there, big fella? Ah, excited to see you, buddy. Excited to see you, too. It's been uh, getting a little cold out, though. It has, which you apparently like. It's not so bad. I mean, I'm not excited that uh, my kids and wife have added to the inflatables in the uh, yard for the holidays. Oh, you do the inflatables? (laughs) Well, I don't do the inflatables, I don't like but the some inflatables. reason I'm, I'm my a, kids I'm not keep a, bringing them kids home. Kids love them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. I got a Frosty, a teddy bear, a Santa, and a Rudolph I'm now. a Grinch, so I would just tell my kids no. <laughs> I, I'm not doing that. Well, I just make them hang them. I'm yeah. just like, you got to find a place to put it. <laughs> All right. Whatever. <laughs> well, so before we get things rolling on this, I want to just remind everyone that we release new content every Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And if you're new here, Chopping It Up is our show where we kind of just hang out and talk about gun stuff and not gun stuff and awesome guy stuff. And of course, we have our other show, The Gun Experiment, the original, the OG, and that is our interview show. We talk to people in the industry, so make sure you get on and subscribe and listen to all that stuff. And Chopping It Up is sponsored by Target Sports USA, so head over to targetsportsusa.com forward slash the gun experiment to get great ammo or to sign up for their ammo membership, which saves you 8% off and free shipping on all ammo orders, all for $95 a year. And if you are a fan of the show and you're looking to help us out, there's a couple things you can do. Of course, make sure you're subscribed. That's about the third time I've said it. (laughs) A lot of people got to make sure they do that. And then go on, if you're an Apple listener, and leave us a five-star review and a comment we have not gotten a comment in a while, and I'd like to get one, especially for chopping it up since our new show. And nice. if you're a Spotify listener, you can go and just leave us the old five star. So there you go. <laughs> our guest co-host tonight is our buddy Sean Martin, aka Pink Shirt Tactical. What's going on there, buddy? Good evening, gentlemen. Good Pleasure to, to be here. Nice to have you not only on the show but yeah. in the studio. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's I love cool. when we have you yeah. in. I do too. It yeah. feels good. It's yeah. like, and we still got room for one more, which is yeah, kind of yeah. cool. What do you uh, what do you think of the uh, Miami Vice neon? I love it. I love the aesthetic, a hundred percent. So normally, pink shirt tactical, pink, pink Miami. Oh, I should you know what? I should have wore the shirt. That would have been even yeah. Better, you should wear a picture. But um, usually with the whole the floral wall things, like you'll see like like Visco girls doing that at weddings and stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's so dumb. But now there's a neon gun experiment sign. I'm like, nah, it's cool. That, that's yeah, our, that's our go. photo wall. You got to yeah, go take a photo. Absolutely. Yeah, we we got to make sure we do that for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So uh, let's let's kind of go into a little bit about you before we get into the show uh when and how did you get into guns so have you been into guns your whole life more or less yeah so when he was born it got put in his hands right (laughs) yeah no my yeah my father was a trooper when i got born his like you know his three his service 357 kind of fell on the hospital (laughs) bed and that was the end nurses screamed and (laughs) and then i picked it up and he's like hey he's actually not bad with that but um no so the the simplest way i can put it is that and, you know, we're all little boys. We played army with our friends, and yep. I just never stopped. Yep. I got a real adult paycheck, and I kept buying goofy shit. It's and- funny. I always say that uh, when people, friends of mine who are not so pro-gun, and they're like, I just don't get it. And I'm like, weren't you a kid who, like, I watched mm-hmm. Rambo, yeah, yeah, and, like, I just was, like, in love. I, I remember getting the, there were ch- mm-hmm. those cheesy magazines, so probably the NRA magazine. <laughs> it was the and Matrix it had, for me. It had, it had the, you know, the big, uh, what do you call the survival knives. Yeah. And, like, I, any of that <laughs> yes. stuff I could get. Like, I would read Ninja Magazine. Oh, yeah. I, like, what, uh, what about, like, just literally playing war outside with yes, my friends? No. Like, I would literally remember ducking around, yep. yeah. you know. You run out in the woods, you find the biggest, like, craziest looking stick, and you're yep. like, this is my blaster. No, we actually were, like, with toys. Guns, yeah. you know, like, okay, even and, cooler. Uh, 
And I remember like, you know, doing tuck and rolls and yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, when yeah, I absolutely. could do tuck and rolls. <laughs> so when did you take it like next level and decide you're so first of all, you're an instructor. Correct. You compete. That's correct. Um we'll we'll talk about pink shirt in, mm-hmm. in a little bit. But yeah. when did you decide what came first? Was it com- competing, instructor? What order? No, so it was so the my first time ever like shooting shooting, I was like, I wanna say twelve years old. Father was a trooper and he brought me out to the range. You know, every the barracks has range. Yeah. And he was like, Oh yeah, try to shoot this and he gave me a little thirty eight like chief special and I was like, Bam, bam, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> so yeah, that kind of um but seriously, I wanna say Twenty. As a matter of fact, it was 2018 when I drove out to Camden, a tactical response, and my first commercial training class was fighting pistol. From there, like, mm-hmm. so you take a, a class. Yep. How long until you become an instructor? Uh, so I didn't. I guess I didn't officially become an instructor until about a year ago. You okay. know, when I first met Ben. How the hell did? Oh, so wow. you 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 we should let everyone know. Uh, Onsite is one of our sponsors mm-hmm. of the other show, and you are one of their instructors. That's and that's how we initially met. Sean, mm-hmm. so he helped us not suck so much. At yeah, pistol. I remember you coming over and, <laughs> Him and, ben and both. yeah, well, I mean, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, Ben's great, but I remember you coming over and I was like, this guy's going to take care of me. I could tell. He, <laughs> you, you, yes. yes, you were, you were like, suck it, Ben. No, <laughs> Thank you. No. I bet I'm very grateful for my, for that. I don't, don't worry about no, it. No, no, no. I, I, I just remember you coming over and being like, what are you doing there? Like, let me, let me, yeah, yeah. let me see if I can so help that's, you with that. That's part of the dichotomy with like, obviously Rachel being there, but like, because what me and Ben have been accused of being father and son on certain training trips <laughs> like more than, on more than like, no joke. We went out to Connecticut recently for an IDPA match and we're sitting in a drive through and we, I could see the woman like look through the window at us and i'm like oh, she's she's like the stickers all the gun stickers and ben's tattoos i'm like she's gonna say something weird and she's like <laughs> is that your son and we we just started dying in the car <laughs> was he like he calling probably, you son he must oh, have yeah, called you son it. I, <laughs> oh yeah no he's into it but um yeah that's part of the dichotomy it's like you know he he's big and gruff and, and i'm like okay you got insulted here's what you actually need to do <laughs> Why do you call yourself Pink Shirt? So, oh, likes pink. Give him a break. I mean, pink is cool. So, <laughs> obviously, the, oh, no, no. But the origins of it are. You remember back in like twenty nineteen ish when like the <clears throat> Boogaloo movement. Yeah, even yeah, yeah the there. Boogaloo. The Boogaloo movement got cool, and everybody was wearing the Hawaiian yeah. shirts. Oh yeah, again. the big igloo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember that. And, you know, all my buddies. We have a match up state. We were shooting. It's like not even like a match. It's just a bunch of us get together, throw some paper and steel up, and just. Gah, 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 gah. But you know, they all have the shirts, and I'm like. I saw them taking pictures and stuff. I'm like, I, I mean, I want to get a Hawaiian shirt, but then I'm just doing it because everybody else is doing it. I'm like, how do I, you know, kind of do it, but also be different? Open my drawer one day and I'm like, I have a highlighter pink gilded. No idea where the shirt came from. And I'm like, well, this is my identity now. And, you know, I worked there and, you know, because everybody, everybody had the shirts, but I had that shirt on. Mm. And they're like, oh, a pink shirt. That's silly. And like when the scores came out, I was, you know. So far ahead, of silly everybody. but effective. That picture was, yeah, yeah. absolutely. All so, right, that's why it has to stick. Then, mm-hmm. yeah. So mm-hmm. do you? But I've I've shot with you many times at this point, and I've never seen you wear one. So <laughs> yeah, no, so yeah, it's, it's your identity, but the, you yeah, don't actually right. wear it. So the shirt is a little more <laughs> symbolic at that point. Like if okay. I'm training, obviously I'm with OFT, and it's like yeah. I can't just have a random fucking pink shirt on. Yeah. I got I'm training with OFT. If I go out to a match with Ben or Ben or Rachel out there, I'm with OFT. If I go and like train on my own, yeah. the shirt comes out. Okay. Like okay. when I went to like Lang- when I went to Ernest Langdon's class, I had it. When I went to Jedlinski's class, I had it. If I go out and train on my own, the shirt comes. Yeah. But it's okay. always in the range. Man. I feel like Is we got to get a, a, a 
you know, a, a training with Ben that you wear the shirt. Well, okay. Can we get a pink OFT shirt? Like oh, that? there you go. I've been, yeah. t- I've been asking for that since like, I'm at the point where I'm literally going to go to like one of the mall t-shirt shop make it. Make with, one of the, with one of yeah. the black and white OFTs. But can you just make this in pink? All right. So listen, Keith, I called Keith up and I said, mm-hmm. Keith, you know, we're going to do the show. We've got some topics to talk about. And Keith was like, I got something to contribute. Yeah, but he wouldn't tell me what. Oh, well, I wanted to save it for secret squirrel stuff. I wanted to save it for the discussion, and I I wanted your, you know, true, honest, like out of nowhere reaction. (laughs) And it is. Should I brace myself? Oh, baby. Uh Oh, Oh, I know that. Oh my god! So I wish this was a video show right now. Uh, Did you bring the Nighthawk? The Nighthawk. I mean, the the Hawk has landed. It's the bag says Nighthawk, so I hope there's a Nighthawk in there. Well, the way things have been going, it could just be a bag. (laughs) I literally came. I literally came from the range. Mm. I just I I put 150 rounds through it tonight. Oh my god! And um, I literally the red dot literally was zeroed on the slide the minute I put it on there out of the box. That's awesome! Wow. I couldn't even believe it, but you're welcome to, you know, uh, oh my God. pick All it right. up. I, uh, it's clear, but you can double I check. Will double check it. First off, trigger is sweet. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Um, I feel like um, we've been waiting nine months for a baby to come. <laughs> it really, <laughs> literally was almost a baby. Yeah. But uh, oh. it is beautiful. The trigger is very nice. My favorite part. Yeah. Um, and this wow. is uh, the Thunder Ranch. Thunder Ranch. And oh. we are going to be having Clint on the show very soon. Which no. makes me even more excited. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. That is incredible. So it All is very cool. All I wanted was this gun to make it here before, before Clint that. came up. Yeah, yeah. That's that's staying here, this, this Nighthawk oh, nice. uh, whiskey glass. Oh, uh, I love it. It's staying cool. here. I'm going to put it right in the cart. Well, I, want my, I want ice and I want some bourbon. Cool. <laughs> this is beautiful. Thank you very much. All right. You want it right now? Yeah. I'll just throw me a couple cubes in there and... Uh, Pick your bourbon of choice, my friend. I'm going to let you pick one while I... Well, uh, I'll take uh, some Gentleman Jack, please. Okay. Uh, after I said, I'll let you pick one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you pick me and pick it up off the cart. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. So I I shot both Iron Sights and Red Dot tonight. I used the interchangeable opti- optic system. Pretty easy to get off. I just also... I want to thank you for not putting a hollow sun on that gun. Not that I... <laughs> Not that I dislike hollow suns because there are some it's bougie though, right? Yeah, like, it's, you it's like you have a Nighthawk custom, you got to go bougie. Trigicon. We had this point. debate for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not I li- saying I like ghetto, baby. I like. That's ghetto. Okay. I'm not saying it won't ever have a hollow sun at some point. It's got to be like a 509 you know, T or something. Then I just really I felt the same way. I was like, I just got to go RMR. But Absolutely. Mike, so. That red dot can come off and on, off and on, and never lose a zero. Correct. I was just going to ask, I, I, did you check, like, took it off and then put yeah, it back on? Not only it, did I take it off. How does that work? It, I don't... Uh, tolerance. What, what kind of fairy magic is that? <laughs> yeah, like, right? What, what? Well, it, it has to do with the base plates. Those base plates are so precision. All right. So a few things here. Yeah. Um, so first off, uh, congratulations. Did I surprise yes, you? Did absolutely. you know that I... I knew. How did you know? Because you were like, I have something. I'm like, Klein always got it. I'm like, I'm not crying. <laughs> no, but I said, I, I said it was a discussion I just, piece. I just knew. You fucker. I just right. knew. I was like, I was like he's going to bring it Did you see me pull it in? Did you see me bring it in? No. Oh, I, I thought I did a pretty good job at it. No, no. I, when you said, I, I have something to talk about, I was like, it's, it's got to be the night. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what, what else could... What, oh, what? I couldn't have anything else to talk about. <laughs> no. No. Did you did you it, see the me, hawk fly in when he yeah. dropped it? That's what it was. Oh. <laughs> Talons out. No. So listen, in all these shows that we've done, uh-huh. when I say Keith, do you have any ideas? And he'll go, 
I don't know. I got a couple things, but well, I'll wing it. Never, <laughs> never, never, never is he like so like quick to be like, oh, I've got something to I talk about. Yeah, it's <laughs> never that forthcoming. All right, so well, I didn't do anyway, anyway, congratulations. Like, I want you to come shoot it. I want that. I, 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 that was really more. I can't wait. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Yes, sir. And uh, well-deserved. I mean, you've oh. certainly been patient. Uh, and listen, you put another gun out into the world like a baby like a baby like a baby swan like a baby swan and with that with that said you know i was reading something the other day about there was an article and said the amount of handgun owners carrying daily doubled in the in four in a four-year time span and i want to talk what was the four years time so yeah i got the numbers here let me let me look at this really quick so it's good but it's also not good well we'll we'll talk about that yeah sure um so approximately 16 million adult handgun owners reported carrying a lo- carrying a loaded weapon at least once in a given month compared to 9 million in 2015. Okay. Um, so the Those total re- number of adult owning handguns increased from 38 million in 2015 to 53 million in 2019. So it was from 15 to 19. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> yeah, we could, we could pump those up, right? <laughs> I think more people carry. That's the part that I like about this. Yes, it's, absolutely. It's the idea that people are carrying. Mm-hmm. It's not because when people buy guns, right? When I hear like, oh, you know, there's X amount of guns in circulation in the U.S. Right. Or I hear that the number of, of purchases went up. That's, you know that that means yeah. that there's someone who said, I'm going to go buy me a shotgun. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Some FUD out there. My double barrel shotgun, two blasts in the air. Exactly. For home- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. I, 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 while I love the fact that people are buying guns, Absolutely. I want people who are actively carrying, uh-huh. actively training to your, yes. right? So I like this stat. So let, we'll start with that. But mm-hmm. you said your words, you said you have some. Yeah, it's good, but it's not good. So go ahead. I want more people to carry. It's my, like anybody who comes into my classes ever, me, Ben, Rachel's classes, I always tell them, oh, it's like, you know, because we have certain students that'll come, they'll bring the ranger bag, they'll put all their stuff on and class is done and they put all their stuff away. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand the way the permitting works in New York. Not everybody has a carry permit. Correct. But I get plenty of people, you know, who like have their full carry. It's like, oh, I only carry here and there. It's like, no. So here's my thing about that. He like, especially the empty chamber people, which is I'm not even going to get into that right now. You, yeah, you know, you know. Yeah. That one's crazy. Yeah. So here's the thing of it. It's like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to carry here, not here. I understand there's the uncomfortableness of it. Two things. One, carrying a gun is supposed to be comfortable. Comforting, not, not comfortable. comfortable. Correct. The second thing is you don't get to pick when the stuff happens. Mm. Yep. Like when we walk into class and you say, "Shoot this little target." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a secret. I don't want. I, you have to find. You have to come to class to find out about that. But the bad of it is, is one the reasons because there's been a lot of stuff in the media about you know whether it be riots, attacks, political stuff, and people I don't want to say are being fear mongered into carrying, but it's more of an anxiety thing. Like it's it's basically it's not panic buying but panic carrying yeah they feel like they need to because of like the antithesis of what's going on so i'm gonna i'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit here please um i I agree with everything you just said for the most part comforting not comfortable yes i've never heard it put that way Mm -hmm. but that is very well put the part that i struggle with Mm -hmm. and i think you you're you and guns in your lifestyle is probably like in the top like you're like the top 1%. 0.01, yeah, something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, so I always use bowling as my go-to. Okay. Okay? So like, there's just certain things where I sort of, in my mind, take a 
calculated risk. Of course. And go, you know what? Like, I'm not bowling with a gun in my appendix. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just not going to do it. I mean, I guess it could be done. I've done it. But, like, yeah. have you Have you really? Yeah, I have. 100%. I mean, how does that, like, I mean, when you kick that leg back, doesn't it, like. I also should state I am not good at bowling. It's more <laughs> okay. of a, it's more of a date night thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah like yeah. I'm not, but yeah. I'm not very good at bowling. Yeah, it's, a, yeah. I, it's just a good example. Of, there's just certain things though where I'm like, I'm just not gonna carry. Like yeah. I'm not gonna go to Jones Beach and like wear my bathing suit and have like a gun in my. I'm just not gonna do that. I'm gonna go. Today is a day I'm not. Carrying. Well, that would be yeah. weird. I mean, yeah. you know, going in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm I mean, I'm assuming so, if you go to the beach, if if anything, you probably have it in a. Do you have it in a bag? Do you so, not carry? There's a couple. It depends on the beat, like the state and the beach. Like for instance, if I go out of state to like Virginia Beach or yeah. something, my go-to. I know it's, it's it's taboo for some people. Shoulder holster, shoulder holster, and an open face Hawaiian shirt or open face, okay, open but, front but, Hawaiian. But shirt. what do you do when you go in the water? It, it comes off. It gets stuffed into a bag. How do you and, take a gun off on the, at the beach? Like I don't leave it. Oh yeah, it's never unoccupied. Like if I'm in the water, there's somebody with our stuff. No, I understand that. Yeah. But what no, I'm no, saying, he's like, how do you take off the shoulder holster? That's why it's an open shirt. Pull and just kind of obviously there's, there's sometimes there's somebody there's there. A flashing it's like, hey, a little no, bit. it's like hey Beb, hey Beb, can you just grab the end of that shirt? That way it kind of stays. And uh, I'm not just yeah, okay. I'm not just on the beach going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, just not letting See, like, know. So for me, like it is cumbersome. Yeah. I will absolutely admit that the carry everywhere lifestyle is not for the faint of heart, and it is very cumbersome. Do you carry in your house? Like if you're sitting on your couch, you carry. Oh, absolutely, I you have. I can. I, I, I can I, cite. A, I can cite a few very quick stories. I'm not going to do it because I don't want to ruin your viewers' nights. <laughs> but there, I can cite a very few quick stories. While you absolutely should. No, I, I'm not saying I. I've heard the the rationale. I'm yeah, not yeah. saying I disagree with it. Mm-hmm. I guess for me, it's just like there's points where I want to be in like condition white where I just want to be like yeah. completely right. Is white white's the lowest, white right? is when you're like a sleeper. In the yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, there's yeah, times yeah. where I just want to be kind of like, I just, Oh yeah. I understand. Yeah. There is a, a low, uh, a low grade anxiety for some people. If they're not fully, like if you haven't gotten your skills up to the, up to a certain point and you're always like, like it's like a paranoia. Yeah. But yeah, like if I go home, obviously it's not my walking around stuff. I'll have gym shorts and a little clip on this here just to have a thing on my person. Yeah. Okay, so so your is your big thing with the amount of people that are carrying is you just don't think that they're going to carry appropriately. So carrying a pro that's an interesting like phrase. safely not. Well, no, 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 no. It's not a matter of safety. People, honestly, people won't be in terms of like out in the world. The average person is going to have a lot of anxiety and they're going to be worried about you know concealed <laughs> yeah. and Fidgeting. so the safety part is not the issue. Yep. For me, it's people that think they bought a gun and watched a YouTube video and they're ready for the thing. Okay. And yeah. you guys know, like when you first come to one of my classes, you know the first thing. <clears throat> You, you know who those people are and yeah. what happens to them. Well, I also think yeah. there's an overestimation of skill. Oh, absolutely. Some, sometimes that person is me. <laughs> we all have those days. But yeah, um, I don't know whose original quote, James Yeager first said it. Was, I heard it from him. And this, you will not rise to the occasion. You will not default to your level of training. You will default to the level of training that you have mastered. And if right. the only thing you've mastered is just going to the range and casually, you know, pressing the pistol out right. and just going pew, pew, as soon as the adrenaline hits, as soon as the bad stuff happens, you're screwed. Yeah. And I should, I should, first of all, I should say, because I've shot with you, I've, mm-hmm. I've been in, on the range with you, and I should let listeners know, Sean is a very, very quick draw. Thank you. Um, and Appreciate and that. quick and accurate Thank and you. a very good shooter and a very good instructor. So Thank you. Um, means a lot, Mike. Yeah, no, but I, I want people to understand that when, you, when you're when you talking about this, you're not just saying this from a point of 
you're talking it, but you're not actually walking it, right? Yeah, and I didn't. So, yeah, it's like that's what I tell people. Like, um, right. when I did the platico uh, class for you guys at the uh, at the gun at the, oh, geez, at the gun, gun club, at the yeah. Just, so yeah, when I did the class, it's like you know when people are first getting to know me, it's like you know I don't want to give them like a giant resume of all like I've done this and I've done this. It's just like you know I did a little bit of this. It's like, right. and I'll end it with it like you know what I didn't really do that. I just watched a couple YouTube videos before I came here, and we'll, we'll figure it out as we're going. <laughs> right. <laughs> do you, to bring it down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So what's concerning with me is you have more people carrying, mm-hmm. more people buying. These are all stats that are proven. That's correct. Absolutely. Um, you could make the argument that guns are becoming more popular in many ways. Yes and no. And yeah. And yet we have politicians mm-hmm. led by a, a president who wants no led part of Led by this. a president. That yeah. phrase could be debated. Yeah. 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 So let, let's see. Yeah. You know what? Let's hear a word from our president. Okay. Let's let's do that. From our right leader. Now. Yes, this is our leader. Exactly. All right, we got Joe. The idea, the idea we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick. It's just sick. It has no no social redeeming value. Zero. None. Not a single solitary rationale for it except profit for the gun manufacturer. Can you do anything about gun laws during a lame duck, sir? I'm gonna try. What will you uh, try and do? I'm going to try to get rid of assault weapons. During the lame duck? I'm going to do it whenever I, I got to make that assessment as I get in and start counting the votes. Okay, so there's a couple what of things. What votes here. are he, ca- he counting? I guess, like, in terms of uh, in the House and the Senate, oh. like, wh- mm. wh- whether he has the support for you, whether he can I get thought it, it was the votes that he filled out at home. <laughs> Maybe he can't write. You know that man can't write. He can't talk. Yeah. He can check a box. He can check yeah. a box. <laughs> so, uh, first off, he starts off, he says, there's no redeeming value in semi-automatics. Right. So I want to address he said, that. Well, I want to be specific, but like, you know I'm specific about no, I, I wanted, I, semi-automatic weapons. Yes. That was the so, phrase he used. So first off, mm-hmm. fully automatic weapons are already near impossible to get. But right? for us, we can't own them. We can't thing. own them, right? So that that right off the bat, let's take that off the table. Yep. And I know most of our listeners are educated, so that's they know yep. this. But uh, So that brings us to the semi-automatic part. The only firearms that a citizen can legally own in this country at this point we're talking pump action yep we're talking lever action we're talking revolver revolver bolt action bolt action semi-automatic right so that's what we're looking at and semi-automatic covers a lot lot. right it covers the nighthawk on the desk it covers covers pistols 1022 right so it covers a whole bunch yes now uh his press secretary has taken my nighthawk I waited, too, I waited too goddamn long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, can't have it. So, uh, have you seen the follow-up to this with his press secretary? Uh, I may have. Do you so have a cue? I don't have a cue, okay. but the the press secretary said she did. He didn't mean to say semi-automatic. Right. Oh yeah. He no, meant, he didn't mean to. He say meant that. to so, say assault weapon. Why is it okay for the president of the United States to be able to say I didn't mean to say that? Double standards, bud. But when everyone else says something that they meant to say, you get canceled for it. Yeah. I'm gonna call bullshit on this, as mm-hmm. you just did, Keith. Thank you. Wor- I mean, words have meaning, meaning right? Words, words have are meaning. Amazing. Words are important. Absolutely. And so the reason why I say that is because not only is it applicable here, but the term assault weapon. Yes. It's a fictitious word. It's a made up word. Made from up the in the media. 90s. Yeah. It right? now has definition. It, it has definition, but it's a made up definition. It's like, right. So we know that words are important and controlling the narrative is important. And so you're not going to sell me on. I didn't mean 
semi-automatic. No, you did mean that. So you played devil's advocate before. Yep. I'm going to kind of. Sure, go for it. Not, I don't want to say play devil's advocate, but give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Oh, I can't, I, I can't. I need yeah. to hear how you are going to give the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. So coming, I don't trust. I don't want to say trust. Anything that comes out of his mouth is just a, dip, a bout of dementia fueled by something. <laughs> that's all it is. No, let's be honest. You listen to the things he says or mumbles sometimes. What comes out of his mouth is not. What's, I mean, depending on who you're talking to. And let me stop you really yeah, yeah. quick. People say, oh, but he has a speech impediment, et cetera. Go, impediment. Go, go back to the 90s when he was, he was coherent. Fine. He was fine. Nine? Yeah, go back farther than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 90s, yeah. 80s. He was fine. Yeah, but anyway. okay, to be topical, go back to 1994 when he co-sponsored the original assault weapons bill. Yeah. He was fine when he did that. Yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So it says, oh, that's semi-automatic. Automatic weapons. He has or, changed his mind, Sean. I don't know if it's even there to change anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but for him saying it, it's just the words and the neurons all getting crossed in there. Now, I guarantee you could go to, you know, any senator who doesn't like what we do, and they would 100% agree with that sentiment mm -hmm. because that's their actual intention. Sure. But right. from him specifically, I take it, you know, the expression, take it with a grain of salt. I take yep. it with about five pounds of salt. This topic is important to me. And, and we're, we are as a community, mm -hmm. I think, are in trouble. So I have something about the word community. We'll get onto that in a minute. Okay. So I think we're in trouble because if you look in the news and you look at the mass shootings mm -hmm. and you look at, I mean, like we just saw there was a shooting and now it was, it was from, with a ghost gun, right? And the narrative is being controlled by them. And unfortunately, now this battle is, there's battle lines drawn. There's anti and there's pro. Mm -hmm. And in the middle, there's people who are kind of like indifferent. Right, they don't really even think about guns on a regular basis until they start hearing them as terms of ghost guns and Correct. assault weapons. Thank you. So that's exactly my point. Then, then is that then they when get they over the edge. when they control the narrative, and then on top of that, you have a mass shooting and some mother who doesn't really care about the guns yeah. or the gun community or your rights to have the Second mm -hmm. Amendment. They don't care about. It. They just think about their babies. Yes. You are going to lose that person. And if we lose enough of those people, eventually we will lose. Right. Well, from what I'm seeing, at least in my travels, there's a lot more of those suburban soccer moms who are coming to the pro-gun side. But you're in that circle. Yeah. yeah. I think that yeah, that's, that's kind of like... When you boil it all down, you know, just <clears throat> the way I try to get myself out of the circle, because, yeah. you know, we live in a pretty red part of the state. Right. Yeah, yes, you know, so. so we get to see a lot more of this stuff. I like to look at the voting numbers and that really always brings me back down to reality because, you know, all there are ni about 19 million people in New York state. I think it's close to 18 million these days and only 13 million of them are registered to vote. And those 13 million are almost half Republican, half Democrat. Yeah. And of those 13 million, less than half of those people turn out to vote. So and, that and, when you start thinking about it in those terms, it really starts to help you understand that. Yeah, we see a lot of soccer moms who are starting to to shoot because that's what we do. Yeah, but the reality is, it's half and half. Well, and on top of that, of those Republicans, how many of those Republicans are pro gun? Because not all Republicans are. This is true. No, you don't know. True, but you know? you know, I'm talking strictly in terms of in in Republican Democrat registered. You yeah, know, that, that I'm talking strictly in, in terms of that. I just think if we don't start, I mean, there's to, a little in, there's independent mixed in there too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the percentage is in this state at least. It's the yeah. independent is such a small. I yeah. just think if we don't start to win the Second Amendment in terms of a culture war, oh, yeah, absolutely, we're going to lose. Absolutely, I really believe that. 
Yeah, I, I can understand what you're saying. I mean, we, we've talked about it on the show before. I mean, I just sort of, I'm ready for it to stop being involved in politics. It's at never going to happen. Yeah, I know. It's never going to happen. Not, I agree with you. No, you I, can never, never say never, but we are a very, very, very long way from even the idea of that being possible. Doesn't it feel like sometimes, like, especially even on this topic, that we're just so short sighted? You know, and the bottom line is, I said it before, you know, in terms of people ultimately want to be safe. We want to be yep. safe and we feel the way to do that is to control our own safety. The other side wants to be safe and they feel that the way to be safe, I don't agree with them. You don't agree with them. The way to be safe is to just not have guns. So yes. everybody wants to be safe, mm -hmm. right? So the question I have, and I'm going to really throw some uh, some shade here at poor Sean. Oh, God. Um, have we gone overboard with gun safety? And I think you may know where I'm going with this. Yes, and I'm glad you're talking about okay. it. So, so yeah. Keith, you're going you're gonna to like this. We're gonna I'm going to tie all of us in together here. Yes. Okay. So... Sean posted a while ago on Instagram. He knows where I'm going with yes. this. He posted a while ago a picture of someone at a trap range uh -huh. with the with a double barrel over under shotgun. It wasn't Bre me, was it? It was not <laughs> you. Breach was open. Unless you wear a very nice pair of jeans, this was not you. Bre Breach was, was open. Breach was open, and they were resting the. It was on. There was no shells even in it. I don't believe, and they were resting the tip of the barrel. On their shoe, it happens every, all the time. Every trap, okay, Grange I go That's to. Why I, I knew. That's why. Trap. So, <laughs> they, Sean, they have little devices that they have, like little I need, balls. The, yeah, I've seen them. The yeah. balls on the end of the toe, so that the barrel can yep. sit inside the ball. Yep. So Sean this, posts the, this one right Can here. you read the post yeah. for me? Yeah, sure. Something I come across frequently in the shooting world: people not treating their guns like guns. Whether it's pointing, oh, that's right. The other thing we talked about, I just remember. Yeah, yeah, no, this yeah, is great. Whether it's pointing their gun wherever, run racking the slide, or doing shit like pictured above with the barrel resting on the foot, in quotes, because it's unloaded. A gun is always a gun, regardless of what condition it's in. If you give yourself leaks to treat it as such, you will become complacent and cause an ND. He that, he, he I, I, wait, 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 hold you. I know, I know. There's so much here. This is like great. I've been waiting yeah. so long to have you on the show. So he posts it. And I look at it and I go, I think he might have gone a little overboard on this. Yeah. And I, and this is me thinking as I'm reading it. And I, I say, I don't, I don't take practice no, in that. I, I'm not saying you have to or don't have yeah. to, but people do a lot in, uh -huh. in, in trap and skeet particularly. So let's like let's go let's kind of let's go deep into a let's unbox this. Shit. Yeah, let's unbox this, right? So when you go to a gun store, yep. pick your gun store of choice. Yeah. You walk in, you go down. There's a glass case. There's a bunch of pistols in it, mm -hmm. and they are beautiful. And you're looking at them. And you bend down at the counter, and you're mm -hmm. looking through the glass at this beautiful Nighthawk, and you're staring down the barrel of a gun, yes. right? But wait, hold on. Nobody thinks twice about this, right? You're you're, you're assuming mm -hmm. that the gun is unloaded, and even if it wasn't unloaded, mm -hmm. there's no finger on the trigger, and no human. The only the only thing that you're breaking and violating mm -hmm. is the fact that it is pointed at something you wouldn't want to shoot or destroy. Correct. So, we clearly we break rules all the time. We just have fail safes from multiple rules that yes. you need to violate multiple rules to have a ND or an AD. So uh, I guess I should say ND, not yeah. really AD. Good. Thank um, you. Yes, there is a difference. Um, so with that said, unless I have, responded. Unless you have a 320, then you'll never know. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So it's good. It's, I'm sorry. It's really good. <laughs> so um, I responded to his post mm -hmm. and basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, every day you leave the house mm -hmm. and you have a loaded gun pointed down at your junk. Mm -hmm. 
and you don't think twice about it and you don't see the problem with it, it because you're in a Kydex holster and mm-hmm. your finger's not on the trigger, Correct. but you are still pointing. I, I have to, I got to say, I take exception to this because as someone who was very, very hesitant to carry appendix and still has a little bit of an issue with it, yep. all it would take is for your Kydex to fail. All it would take is for your P320 to have something wrong internally. <laughs> um, all it would take is something to go wrong to shoot your fem- femoral or artery, mm-hmm. right? So, but we, but we still millions of people do it. Yes. So I have to say, is that not the same thing? Is it not the same thing? And not only that, is it worse? And is it worse? Thank you. What has a better chance of harming someone? A breech barrel with no mm. ammo and it resting on a toe, or, or your appendix carry the loaded, loaded pistol sitting in a waistband near, right. on and near the junk? Right? Yeah. So go ahead. I'm, now you have the and, microphone. And, and I and well, before we give the microphone away, I, I the purpose of the toe rest mm. on on those type of barrel on those type of not guns to damage your barrel is not to yeah. your, damage your barrel and you know it's you're standing there in some of these competitions you're shooting a hundred a 200 rounds no, 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 i know shotguns are big and heavy and, big you don't and, heavy wanna... and you're moving around it. from station to station so it's kind of like a convenient thing and you know you're responsible for making yeah. sure it's breached and unloaded right so I, and again for clarity that's my devil's advocate argument I don't rest it on my toe. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> you know, I, I just... But you don't necessarily disagree with someone who does it, though. No, no, yeah. no, no. But I do see the point. I, I, mm-hmm. I see, you know. So there's a couple things in that post that I don't want to say I've changed my opinion, but you talking about the appendix thing, I did think about it a little further, and I'm like, he does make a good point. However, that is a calculated risk, and there's an intention as to why it's there. The other thing that I realized that picture might not have been the best for my point because I am coming from the place of defensive use of a pistol and carrying a pistol in the martial context where that is sport shooting and the mindsets are completely... I, I can't get through to a lot of those people. <laughs> no, I, you get true. through to me and I'm well, yeah, yeah, well, because also, you know, you come to classes and you, you shoot and you guys try. You're not one track, you know, competition only. True. So I could have worded it slightly differently, but the intention as to what that entire post was, was complacency. George Carlin has one of my favorite sayings of all time. Think of how stupid the average person is and realize half of them are stupider than that. Yeah, I I, I understand. So first off, you know, you and I have a a very good relationship. You and I have had conversations offline. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. um, Very respectful. And then when I said it to you, I think I actually said to you offline, I said, Mm. I'm going to post this, by the way. And And you were like, you said go. Do it. So I want to point that out that... um, because I think this is important, right? You can a lot can be lost in translation. Mm-hmm. So when you have conversations with people online, yeah. you could definitely upset people that you don't want to upset. And we're yes. friends, and I didn't want to upset you. I wanted to have a good conversation. So I'm not saying appendix is bad. Mm-hmm. So I want to I want to clearly say I, I've been carrying appendix a lot lately. Sweet. I I don't want to say it's bad, but what I am going to say is. A loaded gun pointed in a certain direction mm-hmm. is going to be more dangerous than an unloaded broken dangerous. shotgun. It, you can't you can't say that it's not more dangerous. It is, and I think if you do the research, <laughs> pointing appendix carry when done wrong, when done wrong, when key. done wrong, when done wrong. That's the key. Has way more catastrophic damage than let's say outside the waistband. So I have, I, I have a question for both of you on that. Go ahead. Do you know where your popliteal artery is? I do not. Oh. It sounds bad. It yeah. is bad. It's the <laughs> it, it's the it's the branch of the art the femoral. Like okay. when your femoral moves down the leg, that's the same artery. Yep. It is. I'm gonna stand up real quick. It is behind 
Yeah. Your, your, behind your uh, your hamstring. Yep. Oh, towards the back of the knee. Have you ever seen? I mean, sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure you've seen it. Where like somebody has you know their their flat pancake leather holster and their four o'clock carry. Yep. And they fuck up the uh, reholster and they cook a round off. Yeah. Where does that bullet cross? Uh, right there. Yeah. So while yes, because of the area and but wait, hold on. Like, I I just want I I know what you're saying. Uh-huh. I'm not saying that you can't do damage in other carries, mm-hmm. but when you're carrying appendix, not standing, sitting. Mm-hmm. It could be pretty freaking bad, and, and, right? Like, let's be honest here. And I and I think hold on one sec. You may have a point, and and I think I think in, I have a point. I and mean, I think in general, where this kind of started is you're sort of saying carrying a loaded weapon concealed is not the same as resting and break, uh, you know, an open barreled shotgun on your toe. Right. Unloaded. So let, let, let's kind of let's let's wrap this up. What I'm saying when I say gun safety going overboard is. I mean, if the if the toe thing was a problem, you'd see a lot more toeless old farts. Right, yeah, for sure. A lot of fuds, a lot of fuds and no toes. A lot of people if it was buying a problem, right? Yeah, a lot of people buying one and a half boots. Yeah, exactly. Great club feet. You know, I've never seen a one legged trap shooter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all the fuds I know, they have full shoes. Full shoes. Yeah, Two, left, so, right foot, ten toes. When I say gun safety going overboard, what I'm basically getting at is the idea that. When you go to the gun store, there's a ton of guns there, and no one even thinks twice of looking down in the case. Like I said earlier, yeah. right? It's there are multiple there are multiple fail safes mm-hmm. that have to be violated before there's a problem. Yes, right. We all know like, this. Like a plane you, crash, you could you could you could cook a round off cleaning your gun, but yep. if you follow the rule of keeping it in a safe direction, guess what? You'll be no okay. harm, no foul, right? Yeah. You'll be good. So I'm just saying, I think we need to be careful not to just like judge and throw out because again, that's dangerous to the community. To the community. That yeah. hurts the community. And that's all I'm getting at. I, you know, yeah. and you and I, we said we were going to talk about this, but uh, and we, I think we agree. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we agree that we have to just make sure we don't do harm to the community right. by pointing out people doing things that actually aren't necessarily a bad thing. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. So do you, I'll, I'll give you the final word if you want. It. Sure. So all the stuff is said like the appendix, like you talked about like where it is. And I'm like, okay, you know what? You make, you, you make a point about that. It's a calculated risk. I know why I do it. You practice, you practice that way. It is a safe, effective way. As far as I'm concerned, it's a superior way to carry a pistol. Yep. Mm-hmm. But most I'm, comfortable for me. Yeah, oh yeah. Once you, once it, you get the hang of it, it's like, oh, this is so much nicer. Yeah. It has been with that SIG. I will tell you with this new rig, I, I have tried it for heavy. about a couple of hours. It's not heavy. I can't. I have the sidecar now with the extra mag, so I can't really like find the right. Not a fan of sidecars, bar, especially yeah. for the us larger framed individuals. Yeah. The sidecar doesn't offer the kind of flexibility that we Correct. need in that region. Correct. I like the independent carriers because they all kind of flex. Well, you were you saw the rig earlier. You yeah. can you can rip off the sidecar That's pretty cool. pretty easy. But and, even uh, with that setup, because it only flexes in the one direction, like you could see mine. Mm-hmm. They do back. They do back and forth. Wait, can I can I go back to something really quick? Yeah, Very please, important. Please. You're not a large individual. <laughs> That's a large individual. Yeah. You, I'm looking at this too. I'm like, okay, I mean, so you're, you're, I'm happy small, Sean medium, large. Me it's small, <laughs> medium, large. Okay, so yeah, I should probably clarify. If Keith is a refrigerator, I'm a mini fridge. <laughs> and I'm an igloo cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the appendix thing, all that, I'll leave it, at least for me, I'll leave it with this little quote. It is up to you whether to decide it is okay for an unloaded gun is pointed at you. And for me, it's never okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. I, and so one last thing on this, and I just want to say mm-hmm. what got me, my mind's head, my headspace around appendix carry, mm-hmm. and I still struggle with it a little bit. I'm not okay. going to lie. No, it's fine. But 
What got my headspace is I've read a couple of times where people have have shot themselves in appendix, yeah. but I know a lot of people who carry appendix and haven't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's uh-huh. a, there's a lot of people who carry I, that way and they never have so a problem. So to kind of segue out of it, <laughs> Scott Jedlinski has a metaphor for like dots and irons. It's like your iron sights are like a Honda Civic. You can do all kinds of stuff and you know make it souped up and cool and make it go pretty fast. But the dot is like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. You take somebody who like just kind of understands how to drive that Civic and you put them in a Lamborghini, they're going to go sideways into a wall and not know what they're doing. Yeah. The appendix is the dot of the carry, whereas the four o'clock is more like the irons. You know, people who are newer, a little more comfortable. But once you get more, you have I to like, have I, more skill. I like that. Yeah, it's yeah, a good analogy. You good have analogy. to have more yeah. skill and understanding to make the appendix more effective and safe. And to your point, I have friends who are new to gun uh-huh. ownership, and I would not recommend appendix for them. You got to get you got to get used to a pistol before you start appendix. Yeah. <laughs> agreed. So yeah, agreed I, with that. I, I'll put a pin in that. Yep. That is a very good way to segue out. I, I really Sweet. like that advice. So. What we're are we talk- moving on to? Yeah, we're talking about skills, right? This whole show has been about skills. skills. So I was talking to a guy at work the other day who was uh, an ex-police officer. He's a great guy. Ex-Marine, ex-police officer. He's a really great guy. Say ex- they get ma- if you say ex-Marine, they get mad. Yeah, I call him former yeah, Marine. Yeah, no, no, once a Marine, always a Marine, right? Oh, they're, yeah. they're Marines, yeah. So he is a Marine. <laughs> there you go. And we were talking about skills. Skills. And what is he? we were saying how there's some skills that could very easily become a lost art but they shouldn't be, right? So I wanted to kind of talk about this a little bit. And the first one on my list here of when I was thinking was driving a manual transmission. And I I really wanted to pick your brain in particular, Keith, because uh, you live all cars Mm -hmm. and a lot of exotics have paddle shifters. Now, yeah. Now, right? So my question is, do you need, and I think you would admit that a, the newer vehicles, they shift better than you could ever shift. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, 100%. A, a modern automatic transmission in any high-performance car is going to outshift anybody, uh, you know, in a stick. And I don't want to say anybody. There are a few people that are that are quicker than automatic, you know, right? Jerry Mikulik's of... Uh, <laughs> Jerry there, there are there's some Jerry Mikulik's, yeah. right, yeah. But there is something outrageously connecting to driving a car as a manual transmission. I would agree. You know, so I've, I've only had one manual and it was a Jeep, so it was not a performance car. Yeah. But but you could argue that even in that world that there's something to the manual. Oh, yeah. Um, do you want it's, more whiskey? I'll take a little more. I need a couple more ice cubes, sure. here, please. Um, yeah, no, there there are. And, and it, it's it's in any any form of transportation, whether it's trucking or, you know, Jeep off-roading and, and high-performance driving. But um, you're absolutely right. I mean, literally... I have gone places and, uh, you know, people get excited and I go with my Mustang and they get excited to maybe be able to valet it. And then they see it's a stick can't drive it. and they can't drive it. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't let them drive it anyway, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it would be a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> oh yeah. You ain't kidding. Um, but it, it's definitely, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a lost art. It's, it's a, it's a diminishing, diminishing thing. So I learned later in life and I actually taught myself how to do it and I'm probably not the best at it. I, I'm, I'm the Honda Civic, not the Ferrari, you know? <laughs> yeah. So but I, you could make the argument that it's not necessary. Like you don't need, it wouldn't, if it did, well, if, uh, if it went away, it would not like be 
there may not even be cars to drive them soon. I mean, definitely there's a future where you won't have any more standard transmissions, manual transmissions. But today there's yeah. still a pretty good Do you think portion. that our children will get to the point where, let's say our children's children, will get to the point where they don't even have the opportunity? Like it's just- My it children's children's will because there will be plenty of cars in my- <laughs> In your stable? <laughs> yeah. And it will be passed down for family. It'll be yeah. in, you know, in the will. that I would like my children to learn. I just yeah. think it's one of those things that like- Well, as long as we live in the neighborhood, we'll, we'll get them taught yeah cool cool well, you can try it. what about you Sean? is there anything Sean that you think is a something that could die die but shouldn't mm. skill Ooh. unfortunately the majority of my knowledge at this point in my life is firearms yeah. <laughs> revolve so uh, yeah revolver work oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, probably, I, I when, no, when do you see someone coming to your class with a revolver I had one and he couldn't shoot it so he had to switch his gun yeah there you go yeah. I mean I I have no interest yeah. I really don't. I mean, I, I just... Some of them. I, I, I mean, I some no, of them attract me. No, I mean, I don't... Okay, so let's say this. I shouldn't say no interest. Um, I think they're cool. You know, I mean, I have a Cold Python project gun that, like, needs to be worked on. And... But I'm not going to carry it. I'm not... If I carry it, it would be in the woods. You're not going to carry it. Yeah, you're It'd be in the woods. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so, but on that note, I think hunting. Yes. Hunting. hunting so people say to me, like, you know, oh, no, you know, that's not going to go... Hunting numbers, it, mm. there's there's data. It Hunt, is on the decline. Specifically hunting and cleaning game. Like not just the yes. stuff oh, dressing. Yeah. Clean, yeah. I learned to do that actually a couple years ago just for the fact. It's like, do I you hunt? I don't. I really haven't had the opportunity. Do you want to hunt? I would love yeah, to. we'll make that happen. I, I would love to shoot something. Yeah. <laughs> In the woods, legally. <laughs> I was going to say, that was, yeah, let's, let's give a disclaimer I mean, there. I was going to say, you have shot something. Yeah, I've shot plenty yeah. of paper and steel. <laughs> and yeah. Stuff. He's like, I want to I see it bleed. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... You and I have talked about this. It's been on the show, yeah. but the idea, having the skill. I'm showing Sean my deer, by the way. Oh, please do. Having the skill to um, take game, mm-hmm. field dress game, yes, butcher, prepare. Keith, what about you? Any skills? <clears throat> Without being, you know, I guess with being very general, skills like tinkering. You know, like being willing to try to take something apart to fix it. it I is, love doing that. When I talk to the Marine. You know what came up, and I, man, this is a tough one. So growing up, my dad was not mechanically inclined. He, you know, cars, he's not a car guy. Yep. And he kind of passed it on to me of just like, like, we don't touch cars. You know, like we take our cars to a mechanic. And that's one of those things that I wish I knew more. And and that's, and that's. And, it's getting harder, too, and, and with that's, modern vehicles. That's, oh, yeah. Taking, oh, yeah. that's taking my general comment to a, a specific yes. thing. But that could be said for woodworking. Yes. Or, um, you know, machine work or electronic Certainly. work or, you know what I mean? Like all of these individuals, right? Like I, I, I had a guy, I, I didn't, I, I, I didn't have the time to tinker with my refrigerator. I had a guy come and, and it was like a $400 bill and it was a $30 part that literally, I watched him. I was like, yeah. it took him 30 minutes. It was like no big deal. My, my wife and I are, we when we moved in, we bought a brand new washer and dryer. Yep. And they're the front load type. Yep. And our washer went within like three years. And I called up the repair guy. I told him what was happening. He goes, so the parts aren't expensive, but the labor mm. would be expensive. It's a lot of taking apart and putting together. And he said, it, it would be, worth it for you to buy a new dry a new washer wow and i said what if i did the labor he goes totally worth it interesting and so okay. i said to my wife i go worst case scenario we throw it away yeah i said i think i can do this i watched a youtube video i, I honestly think i could do it <laughs> and long story short it took me forever mm-hmm. <laughs> but i did it 
And then is this an older or a newer? Brand new. It was brand Brand new. new. It was a couple years old. Interesting. And then right after I did it. It started leaking water all over. And I was oh. like, no. And I called up the guy again. I'm like, I, I said, I did everything right. And he goes, that's a totally different problem. And it's really cheap to fix. And he goes, you'd be better off paying me to do it. And I was like, you're sold. <laughs> Come do this one. <laughs> Come do this one. But you, like know, you, did, you did mention something there that does sort of bridge the gap to these skills and the loss of those skills. And that's YouTube University. Yep. You're yeah. right. And, you know, I mean, as much as I get aggravated with YouTube and, and these mm. other things, there is some good in those in those situations. Oh, yeah. And there have been plenty of things that I've I've, uh, you know, learned how to do. But is that the skill that's dis- diminishing is the will, the want mm-hmm. to try to fix something that's broke or not to try not in dire circumstance. So when this happened, it's not like we couldn't have bought a, a washer. Necessity is the mother of invention. Yes, But I remember looking at my bank account and being like, this is going to like really put a dent in it. Like I'm either going to be able to go shooting this weekend or I'm not, <laughs> gonna shoot. you know, it's like, I'm going to take this bad boy apart. Um, no, but I mean like if you're like, I'm strapped, there's a lot of people who, when they're, Years ago, I mean, I told you I'm not a car guy. Years ago, uh, my car needed brakes. And I was like a college kid. I didn't have the money. Mm. Guess what I figured out how to do? Replace the brakes. I, I figured out. And that's scary. That's scary. That's yeah, that scary. Can, but that I took it real slow on flat ground and said, let's, let's test this out. Let me hit these brakes real hard. See yeah. if it stops. I'll tell you one that I think is, a, is something that's dying. I know is dying. Reading a map. Oh, God. Oh, that's yeah. it's, It might be dead. It's Well, it's not in my world. My, your dad. My, my dad, yeah. Before you were allowed to take your driving test in my household, you had to show my father that you could change your own oil, change a tire, yep. and read a map. That's awesome. Yeah. And you were not allowed to take a driver, your driver's yeah. test until you could do that. I was things. telling the Marine, this true story, I was driving to Ohio with a friend, my wife and a couple friends that uh, we were going to a wedding. And they said, if you chip in for gas we'll drive i said cool on the way back they got a flat tire Uh-oh. and him and i we got into a rest stop and me and the boyfriend changed the tire and it was a back tire on a front wheel drive so we had to swap the tires mm-hmm. and all that good stuff and we got in and my wife was like i'm really impressed by that and i'm like what do you mean she and i'm she, so attracted she, to you right now yeah. <laughs> she's like she's like get in the back seat now <laughs> no she said I, i'm she's i'm really impressed she goes the two of you like did that really quick you like were efficient and i said my father when i got my car he said you're not allowed to drive your car until you i'm going to show you how to do it yep i'm gonna put the tire back mm-hmm. on and then you're gonna do it right and he said you know that's funny my dad did the same thing wow and i and this marine was saying that he showed a nephew how to change a tire and he, he was doing it. He said, this is how you do it, blah, blah, blah. And when it was done, the nephew said, wouldn't it be easier to just call AAA? <laughs> and he said, you weren't listening to any of that, were you? He goes, you just were thinking the whole time, I'm just going to call AAA. And he goes, yeah, kind of. And I said, until you break down somewhere. Yeah. And AAA, you have no phone service yeah. and you're screwed. Or you call AAA and they're like, yeah, we'll yeah. be there in 20 minutes. Yeah. 24 hours later. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of skills that are that are dying off. Yeah, and I would say I would argue that it's important to you don't have to do them all. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't do the car thing, but I have a friend in the neighborhood who does car things. Yeah, a couple right. actually, a couple. So you know, it's good to build networks. That's another thing. Oh yeah, building. build little tribes, right? Oh, little absolutely. Tribes. 
I saw this weird photo the other day, and I said, I got to bring this up on the show. Did you see the Elon's bedside picture? I did, and I saw Can you bring that up? Uh, 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 yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I saw, I saw it. Was, um, what prop gun was that? It, well, that's what I was just going to say, Sean. It, it, everyone I think it on the left was Blade up in They lost their minds. They lost their minds that he, was po- that he was taking pictures with a real gun, and it was a fucking toy gun. It I actually... Like, well, I saw the musket. It was like a musket with like George Washington crossing the Delaware. I, I don't <laughs> think it was a real musket. I mean, no, no, it definitely wasn't. It definitely was like a... a what do you call it? Probably ceremonial guns. Yeah, like, yeah. But the one that was funny perhaps. was there was like a cosplay gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it had no it trigger. It literally, literally did not have. Yeah, a it trigger. was a crazy. Yeah, it was like some crazy prop gun from something. Yeah, there, there it is. Yeah, that's like that's the Hellboy. I think that's a Hellboy prop gun. Oh, is oh, it a Hellboy? I think so. That's a prop gun from Hellboy. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's what I do like the Hellboy series. You're 100 yeah, yeah. right. That's a good call. Good work. But you know what made me laugh the most about this is the left. You're right. The left lost their mind. Mm-hmm. There's two fake guns. No, could, no. They didn't say fake. They I said real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but whatever. There's two guns that could hurt people. And all I could think of was this. There's a, on his nightstand. Can you pull that back up? On his nightstand, there's four Coke cans. Four and diet, I think that's, is that Coke or Diet Coke? Diet, I, diet, I, diet Coke, ca- ca- uh, caffeine And free. two fake guns. And I'm thinking the... Coke is more deadly than the gun. Oh yeah, the four. Oh yeah, the f- those four diet coke cans have killed more people than those two. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, no, I just. I, I, I mean, am curious if that musket is real. I don't think it is. I mean, it's hard to. It's, I, I mean, mean, he's I, a billionaire. Could, yeah. He can afford a real musket. You know what's really to. funny about this is what if he's like, yeah, that's my nightstand gun. <laughs> you break in my house, I'm shooting I, you with a musket. What if it's like George Washington's actual yeah. musket and that's his nightstand? Yeah, he's that like, was, yeah, he's that, like, that he's that like I'm gonna the, cap yeah. a motherfucker with with George W. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean it is Elon Musk. So he probably has George Washington, George Washington's restored. You yeah, know, pistol. he could have it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So wait, that this is, I wasn't even thinking about this, but do you think Elon's a gun owner? He's got to be. You think he's pro Second Amendment? I mean, is he? Pretty, yeah. yeah. Is I he mean, vocal on that? Yeah, Look that up. There's I think, no way. No, 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 he is. I think I'm. I'm, I'm pretty confident on that. Elon, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I he find, did make a company that was he was selling a flamethrower. So that is true. I find that. Um, very wealthy people, even though a lot of them will tell you they don't want you to have guns, they like guns. Of course. Yeah, I I don't know. Well, it's either they like guns or they pay a bunch of people with So guns. I don't think he's against guns. Yeah, I, I, I mean, would he's, definitely say he's, he's not against He's got some them. opinions here, like some stronger background checks and things yeah. like that, but but I definitely read somewhere that he's... He's yeah, certainly going more I mean, right. First he's, going way, he's going way more right, though. Oh, yeah. You can't, go, you can't just take his yeah, quotes... Yeah. There you go. This is yeah. recently strongly in favor of the Second Amendment, but tighter background checks. Okay. He's playing both sides for public stuff. He can't take like a hard stance one way or the other. But I mean, let, let's be honest, though. Are you against Are you against background checks? Ooh, this, is a can of, this is a can of worms right it here, It is. Man. So, so I'm, not, I'm, not to, I'm not talking about person to person, but the Knicks check. Are you against the Knicks check? That's a tough one. I know so, it is. The way it works for me, I believe people should be able to do whatever they want, and government intervention in that is not a good thing. But at the same time, the Knicks check. But we do re- we do wait. We do recognize there are people who shouldn't have guns. Oh, absolutely. So I we would. have to have a way to figure yeah. that out. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So the Knicks check, as it is, it's really not that bad. It's not a very intrusive system. It's not. It's not intrusive. I would like them to get rid, purge the records. That yeah, that's one thing. But also, you know, it gets overloaded, and then you got to wait a couple hours for your stuff to even how get you, through. How do you purge the records and well, keep keep the people who aren't? You don't purge the ones who can't. No, have no. It. In other words, they're supposed to purge the records, meaning they don't store the tra- like. So when you you know you you fill out a forty four seventy three, they keep that information for X amount of years. Sure. 
and they should get. Is that that's the record you're talking about? Not the fact that you know when the John, FBI, when you run your check and the FBI gets it, they get rid of that. It is gone in theory. Not your FFL. <clears throat> okay, I would like the FFL. To, I would like that's those it. records to be gone. No, I understand what I'm saying. What I, what I'm asking for clarity on is when you say purge records, you don't mean purge the records of the individuals who should not be owning guns. You mean purge the Correct. forms that were filled out by Correct. the good ones. Correct. I, okay, that's, yes. that's what I'm What saying. I mean is once I buy the gun and I've been proven and to I've be a good guy, good, you want the record gone. Record gone. Yeah, okay. Right, because Fair now enough. it's, now you should not know what I own. Just like, just like I'm, we're in a bunker right now. Well, that's, right? that's you, not you, supposed you, to be a registry, right? Right. I, it's the same as, what you do in the privacy of your own home is your business. It's that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So once you've been proven to be the good guy, I think that that's it. Because what they'll say is, but someone who's good could go crazy and turn Correct. bad and go on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you can't, you cannot legislate perfect. Yeah. It's never going to happen, right? Well, that's what they want. It is what they want. But as you've pointed out many times, they are turning us into law-abiding criminals. It's a good way to put it. It's pretty badass, mm -hmm. right? I mean, like when you think about it, you're kind. Of, I, I know I can't take credit for it, but I felt like I was the first one to say. I, it. I give you credit for it. <laughs> I, I, I believe that our country, as a whole, has a very proud tradition of civil disobedience. I feel it's our honor. Yeah, it's our duty. That's it's what we. That, that's to a do. diminishing thought. <laughs> I don't care. I, I think. I think that when the government oversteps its bounds. I think it's your Should duty. Be slapped back in place. That's it. <laughs> Bitch slap that motherfucker. <laughs> Speaking of badass, Speaking I want to talk about our favorite badasses in history. All right. Mm. I'm excited for this. <clears throat> okay. So Keith, do you want to go first? Because you really, this is the most effort you've put into a show in a long time. Yeah, buddy. You want to go first? Uh, I'll go first if go you ahead. want me to. You so go you, first. Like, I, I do want to, let's set if some boundaries. If you steal mine, I'm going to be pissed. I don't think so. Let's set some uh, boundaries to uh, for me on how this discussion is going to go. Like, are we are we going to try to like debate it, debate no, it a little bit, no. or like? Because uh, so, it, I'm just going to pick a name, and then do you want some examples of why I think he's a badass, or do you want me to just pick a name and then we'll kind of talk? Here's what I would love. Uh, I would love for you to tell me who it is. Yep. Some cool things about them and why you chose that person. All right. So we're, can we okay. do that? Yeah. Sure. So m my. Uh, First badass person that comes to mind is Alexander the Great. I knew uh, you were going to pick that. And I've mentioned it many times on the show. He's yeah. somebody who I think is yeah. a badass. So to give me some info. <laughs> so, I mean, here's some things that I, that I that I know about him from all the things I've read and, and uh, about him is uh, he conquered much, much of the known world by the time he was 32 years old, right? <sighs> That's crazy. Mm -hmm. He led an army of 40 to 50,000 people over 20,000 miles. Right? Is that at once or collectively? Collectively. Okay, I was going to say that's one yeah. hell of a trip. His teacher who taught him mm -hmm. was Aristotle. Oh, of course. Right? Uh, his army. Wait, hold on. Let me think about that. Let me break that down for a minute. So that means that one of the greatest known warriors of all time. time. Was taught by a philosopher, yes. yeah. right? Yeah. So like, yeah. like talk about like the, uh, the, the I, I will steal this the warrior poet. Right, uh, John Lovell. There that's you there. You go. There's the there's, ultimate. There's, there's it. He his army defeated the Persian Empire, and they were outnumbered more than twenty to one. Really? Yeah. The wow. Persian Empire was that big. The Persian the Persian army had somewhere between one and a half to two million soldiers. I don't know China. if they were all there at the same time, but 
yeah. they defeated but the it was entire, big but they defeated Persia yeah. and they were outnumbered <laughs> 20 to 1 right um this is a little corny but but a lot of people don't know this about Alexander the Great is he was really like the first action hero he had a whole Ooh. series written about him really uh it was called um Alexander Romance and it was full of sexy escapades. It was like Fabio, like Fabio of yeah, the... Yeah, it was sort of fictional. And there was it was sexy escapades, narrowing escapes, and um, and really colorful illustrations. And that was all before the Bible and the Quran. Wow. Right? Um, he was a master in strategy and, and war tactics. He was the first person to really unite different cultures. I mean, that was totally unheard of during mm. before Christ, right? Yeah. I mean, he would go conquer these places and then put people that he just conquered still in charge and they would respect him and do it weird and and part of their army would join his and follow him um how's that possible it's no i him. mean it's who he is it yeah, was he was a leader his, was he was his, a natural it, leader yeah, it was him um on his this is the where i will end it as the ultimate badass on his deathbed he's dying in babylon and everybody, all his generals around him, and they're like, you know, who gets the keys? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And as he's dying, he says, to the strongest. Oh, wow. Fight to the death. Like fight. fight it to the death. Wow. That's incredible. What ended up happening was it, the entire empire get it, ended up getting divvied up. divvied up amongst three generals. Yeah. And, but... That's neither here nor there. But yeah. anyway, that's why I think he's a badass. Yeah. I mean, he's... he's Beat that. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's historically known as one of the greatest. Yeah. I can name a couple others that I think you could yeah, make Genghis an argument. Khan, Genghis Khan. Is, yep, you know, that, yeah, that, there you there, go. So, yep. But uh, certainly a very, very good pick. I knew you were going to go with it. Uh, you're very predictable. You and your Nighthawk. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm. No, we, very we good talked to, about maybe doing this a few nope. times on the show. Yeah. That's it, somebody that is... High on my list, so first time out of the gate, I'm going to go with him. And it was an amazing pick. Yeah, thank you. I like it. Sean, go hey, ahead. I'm up. All right, so I I've, I go back to this guy a couple times just because I like what he did, did in the U.S. Teddy Roosevelt. Go, go ahead. Go. Uh-oh. Go. Go. <laughs> I, I also had Teddy. Right, go ahead, Sean. What, why did you pick him? So you, go, you said, you know, somebody who's badass and why they're badass. So... I like the movie Fight Club. I always thought that was cool <laughs> from a philosophical standpoint. Yeah. And I only learned fairly recently that Teddy Roosevelt ran a fight club out of the White House. Really? Yes. I didn't know he that. He ran a boxing that. club, and his wife participated didn't in it. Didn't he That's go a... blind in one eye from boxing? From boxing, yeah, yes, he he's, did. Yeah. So that, so that was a big one. Also, it was October 14th, 19... Oh, crap. Uh, was it 12? When he got shot on the campaign trail. And then did his speech. It's number one on my list. Yes. So I said, yes, shot and made a, he said, you'll have to excuse me. I've been shot. This may not last long. And then went on, <laughs> and then went on for 90 minutes. Yes. <laughs> and he lived with that for, in that, that bullet in his yeah, it chest. Stayed there. Yeah. His whole and that's life. That's not what killed him. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. Um, one of the ones on my list. I mean, he, was he? But haven't I also heard that he like took staged photos of him being a hunter or like, or, uh, so, he was n renowned for being a very good uh, writer. Mm. And so like one of the things that I had uh, on my list was that he was the leader of the Rough Riders. Yes. And anybody that's down with DMX for me. I was going to say, he, he was like, he started DMX. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Give it to him, you know, but not before Teddy did. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> uh, first of all, a very good name for a group of cavalry, right? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's but, awesome for motorcycle riders. Too. Yeah. So... 
he was the leader of the Rough Riders, mm. and they said one of the reasons why the Rough Riders were so like notable was because he was a really good writer. So he read about his exploits, and he kind of put stuff out there. It's kind of like the modern content creator. He was good at creating content so, for his day. So yeah. you're saying that he didn't stage photos of him? He might have. No, he he yeah, might have yeah, yeah. because I think he was really good at like marketing himself. Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. That's what I. That's what I'm referring I, to. I, I I'm not disputing that. The, I I don't remember what it, what I was reading, but it was something I was reading that he took those pictures to help his campaign yeah. and to help yes. him. Well, when he know. got shot, he said it's tough to kill a bull, bull moose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bull, right. So he had gone on safari with his son. And this is a freaking amazing... This blew my mind. They together killed 512 animals on safari. Wow. <laughs> and he was known for, like, if you go... I think if you go to his, like, uh, residence, yeah. there's, like, the big tusks and, like... Yeah. So he was known for photographing this stuff. And there's a story about he was hunting, bear hunting. He was bear hunting. And he was about to take aim on a bear. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was a, uh, a mama bear. Mm -hmm. And the cub showed up. And he could not, he spared the, the mama because he didn't want to take the, the mama from the cup. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And so he was, it was kind of like, it became a political cartoon, which mm -hmm. Keith could look up, I'm sure. And uh, yeah, it was that he had this kind of like heart. You right. Know? That's also, and that's also the origins of the teddy bear. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's because of him and a similar bear story, I believe. Yes, uh, nothing more badass than a teddy bear. Yeah, than yeah. Teddy. <laughs> how, about the, how, how about this one? He snuck out on his honeymoon to climb the Matterhorn. <laughs> he was like, peace out, honey. I'm going to climb the Matterhorn. Stay naked. Yeah, stay, stay naked. I'll be back. Do <laughs> you have any other facts? So not a direct fact, but just like all the things that he did for like the U.S. parks and like outdoor stuff, which yes. kind of ties into like our yeah, modern culture yeah. with yes. firearms. Now. Yeah, yep, I agree. And my final one, and I thought this was a really cool one. At 58 years old, think about this, uh -huh. nearly 60, he volunteered to go lead a 200,000 troop unit on the front lines in World War One in mm. France. Wow. And they told him, you're too old, you can't you're do too it. Old, you can't. But he, he was willing to do it, which to me was like, wow, like 60 years yeah. old. So in total contrast to Alexander the Great's final words, you yeah. said that, and I'm like, all right, you know, Teddy Roosevelt, he had to do something cool. It was literally like, you know, he's old, he's worn out, he's lying in his bed, and I guess James was someone who was in the house. Yeah. He said, James, will you put the light out, please? That was it. <laughs> really? Was, that was his last words. <laughs> There, you know, I, I actually, I, after I read Alexander's, you started Googling famous people's last words. There's some pretty good ones out there's there. There's some interesting <laughs> last, yeah. Yeah. Listen, there's a lot of badasses out there. And I think the bottom line is, is we talked about the idea of being regular guys. But when anytime you're carrying a gun in New York, you're pretty much a badass. So with that, <laughs> I think that'll do it for this episode. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. And a very special thanks to Sean for hanging out and shopping it up with us. If anyone out there has any opinions or thoughts on tonight's conversation, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or Discord and let your voice be heard.